You're listening to the Flame Central Podcast, your home for Liberty University Athletics. The Swamp can't handle the heat. We'll recap the big series win for Flames baseball over the Gators and what Matt thinks will make Liberty a ranked program this season. Plus, softball bounces back from a slow start with five straight wins. And there's heat on the hardwood, too. Men's and women's hoops stays hot over Stetson with the A-Sun tournament right around the corner. There's a lot to break down, so let's get right to it. Now from our studio at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia, here's your host, Emily Austin, with Matt Warner and Rhett McGibbon. Might be a little bit of a shocker that we're not talking Liberty basketball with the A-Sun Championship right so around the corner, which is exciting in itself um, after their win on Saturday. Um, but we're going to talk the Diamond baseball. Liberty Flames yes. taking down number nine, Florida Gators. Wow. Like, first of all, the the GIF or whatever it's called. The meme. The meme. Yeah. See, I, I, yeah. I got to get our oh, social boy. media, oh, Emily Wido, yeah. to help me out yeah, with all that. Yeah, but um, with the Eagle, you know, now ESPN's really going to think that we're the Eagles. Right, but right. love that. <laughs> carrying, carrying the Gator. That was good. What a victory for for the liberty flames with this series and and like hey we're here and we're serious this year yeah i mean i think one of the best things to come out of it obviously the wins did you see the quote from scott jackson i think nick pierce tweeted out and it was after the second game so the win on saturday he was asking him you know what about you know what arms might you have available for sunday and he's like don't worry we got dudes we got (laughs) we've got dudes down there (laughs) and so now everybody's like this is the dude crew you know we need to make (laughs) t-shirts but, but it's true, especially on the mound. You see the type of talent that they have. It's insane the amount of depth they have. Scott Jackson told us before the year, like, starting pitching-wise, it's the deepest, most talented group he's ever had. And, and, and I think you could throw the bullpen in there as well. We were just curious, like, oh, what's this offense going to look like? Yeah. A lot of new faces. Then you find out Jalen Guy is out yeah. uh, potentially for the year, it sounds like. So that hurts. And yet you see what they did on the mound. You see them grind out at bats. They had six walks on Saturday and Sunday, and and they take two or three from Florida. And the thing is, this was no fluke, right? Florida ninth in the country, yeah. at home, you know, good crowds, big environment, SEC, you know, environment, all that stuff. Liberty left more base runners on in every single game than UF. So like they were threatening yeah. throughout the entire series, and it's just, I mean, what a start. The last thing I'll say, or not, maybe not the last thing. I probably have more, but like, <laughs> yeah, I doubt that. Like, you think about some big wins last year, right? We talk about what they did against the ACC early in the season, how dominant yeah, they were against them. Right. This is so much bigger than that because this isn't some midweek game where they're throwing out some freshmen to yeah, see us no or, or they're doing like, oh, it's a bullpen day, everybody taking an inning. This is best on best. You went up against a top 10 team in the nation right. and you proved you were better. And that is huge. Liberty should be ranked. And hopefully this is a great jumping off point. I'm sure Scott Jackson would say, you know, it's one series, long season to go. Right. One series doesn't make a season, but you can't start out much better than this. No, it gives you a glimpse into the window. That's right. for sure. This is a team. And I, I remember all these people on Twitter after the uh, game one loss were like, oh, why do we start against such hard teams? <laughs> yeah. And then Liberty bounces back with back-to-back yeah. wins. 
That was absolutely huge. I think that that is what a lot of, you know, people that question, oh, the Liberty Flames, what? How did they beat Florida? That's a good point about this being a series and not one of those midweek games. Because when you look at the schedule this year, I mean, you got UNC, Wake Forest, Duke, like, but those again, Virginia, those again are Tuesday, Wednesday games. Um, So you wouldn't say that this is just a fluke. This team is the real deal. Oh, well, yeah. And again, you know, if you turn around and you lose to NCANT on, on Wednesday, it d- doesn't feel as great, right? So you have to continue to right. build off this. But, yeah, I mean, you're going up against a top-10 program, a program that has historically been really good. They've had a ton of big leaguers come out oh. come out of that program. Uh, and you th- went there and took it to them. And you fell behind 3 nothing on Sunday. And you oh, had, yeah. you had the, yeah. the moxie or whatever you want to call it to battle back and win that game. Uh, yeah, it's it's huge for them. You saw the catch on Friday night. There was oh, number my one sports gosh. Center, Derek Orndorff, that catch was insane. Uh, and so, yeah, again, a new face that people are learning about. And so it's just so great to see these guys have some success early on. How big is that for him? You, you oh, know, yeah. Jalen Guy just announced hours before, like, more than likely out for the yeah. season. And I'm sure going into his shoes, you're like, oh, goodness, like, this guy is – plastered all over highlight reels right and then he comes up with his own that has to be a huge confidence boost for not only him but the rest of his team because i'm sure the guys are like oh man we're losing like a just like a one of the best defensive players probably outfielders in the country exactly so the fact that he did that you know i'll give props to rise with us he does a great job of covering liberty baseball on twitter and he said (laughs) if he can play defensively the way he did at the d2 level and bring that to liberty flames are going to be just fine and yeah that was a nice showing right off and he had three hits as well so you know offensively maybe he provides a little bit more out of that you know position as well i mean i don't even think the umpire stopped the game right i heard that his arm was like bleeding right. and they didn't even I, stop the game <laughs> and and like fans and stuff are throwing him towels over the fence like to wipe <laughs> off his arm because I don't know I I just like that catch was insane was and I crap. love the call over one of the um I forgot what what reporter or what anchor was was doing the the countdown that day but the call is hilarious so if you haven't heard go and look back on on Twitter at that also there's a, a preview that Matt did with Liberty Baseball, which is what I want to transition to. You talked about yeah. this defense and what Scott Jackson has said about this defense. What do you think we can expect from this offense from the Flames this year? Well, I, you know, you know what you have at the top of the order, and that that's a luxury. You know, with great bets, you know, with Aaron Anderson, yeah. you know those guys again, they're gonna grind out at bats. Bets had four hits. Uh he didn't walk, but you saw Aaron Anderson hit a home run uh on Sunday. So you know what you have in those guys. The real the guy that and Aaron Anderson told me when we did that preview, it didn't make the piece, but he told me, like, don't sleep on Brady Gulikowski. He's like, people forget, like, what he did in the second half of last season mm. when he finally got healthy. He has been hurt. Poor kid. He's been hurt a ton since he's yeah. been here. And, and Anderson told me, he's like, listen, he's healthy. He's going to be one of the better hitters in this conference. And and you saw it, you know, in glimpses there. He had, a, what, four hits. Uh, he had the home run as well. So, like, that guy, we saw how hot he got down the stretch last season. He made it a different offense for Liberty when he got going. So he's key as well. And then you get, you know, all those new guys you're trying to figure out. A guy that Scott Jackson said might be the most talented position player they've ever Ooh. brought in, or at least have the highest ceiling. It's, he's Ooh. a young kid, so you don't want to put too much on him. But Cameron Foster, he okay. said this kid has a chance to be really, really good. Yeah, he and, had three RBIs and, in the second game. That's right, yeah. three hits in the series. And so you're seeing a lot of these pieces come together. But the good news is... Because Scott Jackson told us, like, it may take us a while to figure out who we are offensively. It may take 
Coach Jackson a while to figure yeah. out like what this lineup looks like. The good news is, kind of like Liberty basketball, used to be so good defensively, they could weather offensive droughts. Well, for Liberty, you should be so good on the mound that maybe it does take you a little while right. to figure out this lineup. Maybe it takes you a few weeks, but you should be in every game because of those arms. I haven't heard of Stephen Hill either, but the kid's patient. Like he right. had four walks in game two, five walks on the series. And that like, trend continues yeah, yeah, with this crazy. program, you know? Right. All right, well, I... I'm just going to admit this, and I hope Scott Jackson isn't listening, but it is difficult for me to, say, to yeah. get, in, you know, into baseball. You're not season. a big baseball fan. But, I mean, it's just so like, Can we just, like, can we do jumping jacks on every position between, just so there's some movement, you know, instead of just the pitcher doing all the work? Oh, man, I'll say this. After, like, I hockey, do love it when you're in it, like, oh. when you're covering it. You cover it yeah. every game. So you, like, you know, when you get to know the players and the team really well, but other than that, it's like a little difficult. For me. I'm I'm ready for baseball season, <laughs> yeah. softball season when like hockey and basketball is over. Like the heart attack aspect of life yeah. has calmed down. You get those little spurts in baseball and softball. But yeah, you know, I like I like the going to the field. Grab my cracker jacks. Right. I will I will say this: there was a few years back, and it may have been the last year before Scott Jackson got here, where Liberty on the mound just walked everybody, and like every game <laughs> yes. was like a four hour game. That was not as enjoyable. Last year was a blast. You had a bunch of good good pitching makes for fun baseball. Yes. And the Flames have that again this yeah, year. Yeah, and I mean, when you're winning, too, that, that helps. helps because yeah. I have covered teams in the past that didn't win that much, and it's just not fun, yeah. right? But it, I'm really excited about this team this year. All right, I'm going to overstep my boundaries here real quick, Emily. I want to ask Matt something. Uh -oh. You talked about bullpen days, yeah. right? And a lot of teams are like, oh, bullpen day. But yeah. for the Flames, that's going to be a strength this year. Well, yeah, and you may not even have to do that. Like, you know, a lot of teams will do that in your midweek game because it's yeah. like maybe they only have three good starters, <laughs> yeah, right? True. And so it's like, well, we'll just piece this together. I mean, the Flames have enough. Deep. It'll be interesting to start to see who who kind of slots into that midweek. Uh, but they have they have good arms there, too, where yeah. they could go with, whether it's like a Dylan Cumming or somebody like that in the midweek, too. Like, they're just so stinking deep. Like, yeah. the, the hard part may well be for Scott Jackson, how do I get all these guys' innings? Because right. you, you'll fall into kind of sliding guys into roles, and then sometimes you get caught into that where it's like, well, shoot, I haven't used this guy in over a week. I've got to find a way to get him in there. Mm -hmm. He's good enough, but maybe the way the games have gone and the matchups didn't you know, dictate you didn't use him. Right. So that may be the most challenging part for Scott Jackson is making sure he keeps these guys engaged and keeps finding innings for some of these guys. Well, be sure to go over to Liberty Flames dot com or dot edu to get your tickets for um some of the home games this season they open up at home on wednesday against north carolina a and t i, I gifted a friend season tickets. did you did you really I loves baseball i was like here, boy, awesome. enjoy yourself it's yeah. gonna be a great year so um you know pre-producing during the show do we want to talk softball or do we want to go into a little baseball and then flames start off the season own five you're you know at that point you're like oh boy what kind of year right, is it gonna right. be but then carly keeney comes out with a no hitter against maryland i think the first uh she said enough's enough yeah, yeah. she was just like i'm gonna throw some yeah. smoke today friends <laughs> and she did and carly keeney's gonna be fun to watch coming in last year was her her like COVID freshman year, mm -hmm. you know, you got to play part of the season. Then she got full go last year and really raw pitcher coming in. But he talked to the pitching coach, coach Cassidy, all the tools to be a stud. And I think you're seeing that from the Kentucky native. Now just learning out the aspects of the game, the, the game within the game of pitching, the strategy that's involved when to throw your rise ball or your curve, your screw ball, whatever it may be. She's getting that nailed down. Now she's going to be a real 
talent for the Flames moving forward. And she can hit too, which is so beneficial in uh, in softball. And then Lou Bell was carrying a hit streak for a while. So the Flames go 5-0 and on the weekend and even up their record at 5-5. Five and five. But this is a team that's a lot different from last year. And I saw, again, a lot of people on social media how did our softball team, they, they're they broken. I'm like, it's not broken. You have to that, realize right. that this is a team that lost a ton last year. Like they lost Madison Vi, Sweat, the Bishop Twins. Yeah. You know, that's that's a that's huge a part huge of your loss, lineup. Yeah. It's going to take them some time to figure out who they are offensively. I will say one thing. They have a ton of speed. When they get using that, this is still going to be a Flames team at the end of the day, and the A-Sun is going to be right there battling for a championship. And, I mean, what better head coach do you want in Dot Richardson that not only has puts together a schedule that is going to really test you, your non-conference mm-hmm. schedule, and prepare you for conference play, but another reminder, when they went 0-5 to start this season, Iowa, not ranked, but Iowa, um, number 19, Kentucky, number 23, Northwestern, number 9, Missouri, number 24, yeah, UCF. Right. Like, yeah. And it's not like they're getting smoked i mean iowa beat them seven nothing but i mean these are they they were reasonable games right so what other coach would you want other than dot richardson that i have a feeling she's in that locker room with those girls are in the clubhouse saying hey this is just to prepare you and and they're you know going through those growing pains of like this new team with all they lost or even look at what happened immediately like you play that you know, top 25 competition, then you start playing some teams that are not are ranked and boom, the bats come alive yeah. and you start hammering them. So Liberty is just going to be fine. Canetto is still a stud. You've got Danae Griffin who can hit the ball. It is going to come around. They are going to be in good shape. But again, this is a vastly looking different team. You only have three regular starters in the opening nine from a year ago. So it's going to take a little bit of time to kind of get things adjusted. And I think that's the most encouraging part was the offense yeah. coming alive. Because yes, you feel like sure. the arms, you kind of know what you have coming back and you expect them to be pretty yep. decent. But yeah, to see those bats come alive, that's really, really encouraging. All right, let's take it to the courts. Yep. Men's and women's basketball. Can't wait to talk about the Lady Flames because after yeah. Saturday's okay. game, first team in the nation to 25 wins. But that's just a teaser, Rhett. I know oh. you just had all your talk about Bench softball. Me. So no, we're going to talk about this game on Saturday from the men's side. Oh, my gosh. First, The first half of this game, yeah. Matt, you know, they had Stetson in town. Um, it was interesting, right? Like it just seemed like really slow and just like there wasn't a lot of energy, but the second half, I mean, I think what was the run that Stetson went on to? Well, they um, were down bench- 15 yeah, and, and yeah. came all the way back and took a lead. It you know? was, it was cr- like, I haven't, I don't think, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think Liberty arena towards the end of that game and just the energy and like how loud it was. I don't think it's been like that since we've been in the Liberty arena. Yeah, I don't know. Naz and I are so loud, I couldn't hear anybody else. So, I, 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 But, yeah, it, it was. And Richie McKay said that after the game, that that, that, that crowd really helped kind of urge them on towards the end. Uh, it was a bizarre game, like mm. it was. And you mentioned the first half, really Liberty went on a little bit of a run there towards the end. Darius McGee got hot. Yep. It pushed them to a seven-point lead. They build the lead up to 15 with, like, 14 minutes to go. And you think, okay, well, you got this. Stetson hasn't been all that great this right. year. Uh, they'll, they'll cruise. Well, not so much. Chase Johnston went crazy. Christian Jones had a good second half. And we fall behind by one late. Yeah. It's like, I oh, was, no. I this was is happening again. Yeah. Because no. you saw it happen in Jacksonville. You saw it happen in North mm-hmm. Florida. It's like, here we go with second half. Here's what's happened in the second half with Liberty lately. They gave up 54 in the second half to East, Eastern Kentucky. 
43 Lipscomb, 41 Jacksonville, 39 UNF, 49 in the second half against Stetson. Yep. Last wow. five games, they're giving up more than 45 points a game in the second half. And so that is a concern. Yeah. They found a way to close it out thanks to Darius McGee's heroics, which, by the way, <laughs> the, the shot just... he hit when they went down one, he With goes like down. With three defenders in not the paint? the way you draw it up. No. Driving <laughs> into three people, including, you know, 6'10", Muhammadu Jawara, yeah. and somehow threw it up, bounced around the rim a couple of times. Went through, and then he hit, you know, a step back three the next time down. Uh, he was incredible. 39 points. Uh, but the defense. So here's here's my uh, thought. Yeah. The defense is not what we've grown accustomed, uh, accustomed to. It has not been good, really, the last over two weeks now. Mm-hmm. So here's here's my thought. Tell me what you think of this. Oh, Tell gosh. Me. Richie's not going to like this. He would never do this. <laughs> oh, gosh. But if I were Richie, I would at least contemplate, you know what? This defense thing. We'll get back to that next year. See if you can hold us under 100. Let's turn really? up let's turn up oh. the tempo a little bit and let's just see let's just see if you can keep us under 100. I because got him under control offense coach McKay, don't worry. Is so good and when it's firing on all cylinders and guys are shooting well which we have seen at times this year like it's one of the best offenses and most efficient offenses in the country. So let's crank it up a little bit. You saw it against Eastern Kentucky when we kind of got caught up a little bit in playing at that tempo. We scored 91. Yeah. Like, so say, okay. you know what? If we're not going to stop anybody anyway, why be delivered on the <laughs> if offensive we're not going to stop anybody <laughs> You know what I mean? Anyway. Like if, this is why Matt Warner if the, does play-by-play and Richie McKay is Right coach. now you're saying, is this what we are? Like, are we the team that that is giving up 82 to Stetson? Because if this is what this team is... You're not going to go very far. Then we need to just outscore people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now, I mean, again, Richie will never do that. No. Richie will never, never. do that. And, I, and he's right. He's I trust his judgment over mine for sure. But Okay, I'm going to throw this know. back at you. If this was a more veteran team... I could see that, and it, I just feel like with so many young well, guys that's playing, why he's trying you, to instill this defense. I think that's why I would argue you should go my route is because okay. you haven't seen it from some of these guys. You know what I mean? Like you haven't yeah. seen it from this team just, to the to the length that you did with like the Cuffies and the you know those guys. You knew what they could do. Again, they're not they're not going to do this. No, Rich is going to keep preaching defense. Hopefully, they can get back to it. But it's definitely reached a point now where you're like. This is more than just like a little blip on the radar. It's yeah, becoming but, a trend. Yeah, but here's the problem, and I'm not saying that they aren't um, have a balanced offensive t- attack, but on Saturday, not really. I mean, yeah, Kyle Roden, Keegan McDowell right. kind of came alive in the second half, but, I mean, you got 35, or 39 from Darius McGee. Darius and Chase Johnson were really right. the only right. two guys that it was like a battle between them yeah. all game. So I just, if you took that route, my, and I, I know we're not like seriously debating right, this, right. but um, I, I just would be concerned when those nights that, you know. Yeah, this is like a first take topic. Yeah. Yeah. Can I, can I give you, can I give you one key stat yeah. that I looked up and I didn't get into the broadcast, but it still holds true after mm-hmm. Saturday's game. So for Liberty this season in there, what is it? Nine losses. Guys not named Darius McGee have never scored more than 13 points. No one else has scored more than 13 in any loss. Oh, wow. And I think they only hit 13 once. In their wins, all their wins, guys not named Darius McGee have scored 13 or more every game. Mm. And they've only scored 13. That was below one time. So, like, for me, this offense, you're getting into that, and it's not being super balanced. Like, when anyone else steps up and has 15 or whatever, yeah. Mm. Liberty wins because you know so what you're getting out of Darius. It's only one body you're saying. Right. It only has yeah. to be one. It's at least this year, based on those numbers, it's yeah. only had to be one guy. 
But like, we know what Darius is going to give you. Yeah. You know it. Mm-hmm. You know he's going to give you 20 plus every night. They just need whether it's Shiloh or whether it's Kyle Rode or McDowell. Somebody has to step up. That's been kind of and just an interesting stat, I guess, this season. It's just need to be one other guy to step up and have an above average game and they're they're good. Yeah. And I just, you know, back to Darius McGee and just what he's provided this Amazing. season. It's just like unreal to watch. And it, I mean, the the crowd was great on Saturday, but I don't think or I don't know if Flames Nation or just like people that live in Lynchburg understand what kind of athlete this is and and how kind of like the Malik thing that we've talked about like once in a lifetime he's kind of once in a lifetime with the flames and it's just incredible to watch and I just have loved to see how Darius has grown like in his confidence and you know as a leader and and in his game like but more so like in his confidence and like his swag like he'll hold that you know that that pose after he like yeah. shoots a three and he, and it goes in and it's like a big shot and like the place erupts. It's just been really cool to see him kind of lead this team when they really really need it down the stretch. Here's the other thing, like he had nine rebounds and six assists mm-hmm. on Saturday. Yeah, that's so true. it's not he's like doing it all. He he he's just getting his buckets and right. nothing else. Like he's providing that. Now he's had some games where turnovers have been a problem. They weren't on Saturday and he played over 37 minutes. I know. Like wow. and he was 12 of 22 from the floor. Like. He he did everything in that game. He is doing everything. Uh, you hope he can. He can. The hard part is you. You worry like, man, you're coming down the stretch. You got three games this week, and then the tournament. Like he's grinding right now. Yeah, he is. Like you hope he can continue it to stay at that level. Because man, just physically, like this is you're asking a lot yeah. of him. What, it, sorry, go ahead, Ray. What's the standings look like after the weekend? All right. I was all oh, on yeah. top of it. So we're still, yeah. lost and won. Jacksonville State ended up beating Bellarmine last night. Oh, so that was a big game. That was big. So we're still tied with the two yeah. seed, essentially, yeah. going at, at this stage. So we need to win out. We need Jacksonville State to slip up. Okay. But the A-Sun tournament is going to be separated, right? right in the top divisions. seed hosts each game. Each. So, like, so as it stands right now, Liberty would host if Jacksonville State kept winning, like let's say, you know, tournament started today yeah. and those two kept winning, Liberty would go to Jacksonville State for the championship but would host the games prior to the that. The games here. Okay. Right. And then You'll get would... to work those games. Don't worry. No, yeah, I know. Be, I know. I'm just very yeah. worried. You're just trying to um, get your No, but then together. Jacksonville would host their Jacksonville State would host. Yeah, Jack- they would host yeah, their games State. as well. Yeah. And then, and then, but the championship game, if it was Jacksonville State, Liberty would be at Jacksonville State. Okay. Um, another player I want to touch on on this Flames roster is Isaiah Warfield. Yeah. I mean, this kid mm-hmm. is also so fun to watch because he's going to, I mean, he's not going to stuff the stat sheet, but he is diving after loose balls. I mean, he is just nitty gritty. Another big play down the stretch was Ke- Keegan McDowell. Calling that timeout. Right. On and loose ball, yeah. on that loose yeah. ball that Shiloh Robinson was just rolling. <laughs> he was just doing like somersault. Not yeah, we might have got away with one there <laughs> a little bit. He, a he tra- rolled a couple of times, yeah. it looked like, and they didn't call a travel. But, but yeah. that was a big, a big, um, big play for Keegan McDowell to call that yeah, timeout. Veteran. But um, Isaiah Warfield, I mean, he is just going to give you 110% on the defensive end. And it's just really, really cool to see because he didn't get that much playing time last year. And he went to, he, he told us that he went to coach McKay at the end of last season and said, what do I need to do? Put me together a plan of what I need to do in order to play next season. And he stuck to that plan this summer and he's getting some minutes this yeah. year. He is. I mean, he had over 23 minutes uh, on Saturday and you see with guys like it's going to be interesting going forward. Mm-hmm. So you have guys, you have Warfield, Vinzant, two guys that play really hard on the defensive end yeah. that give you that the offense isn't there yet. 
So that will be the next step in their development, especially yeah. next year when you lose the Darius McGee. Say, okay, you're good on that end. Now we need you to take a step forward offensively, and that'll be interesting to see uh, if those guys are able to do that moving forward. But yeah, on the defensive end, the effort, the energy, what Warfield is doing, I would guess if you ask Richie McKay, heck, a week before the season, hey, you think Isaiah Warfield's going to get 23 <laughs> minutes in no. a critical conference game late in the year? He'd probably be like, yeah, I don't see it. But to Warfield's credit, he has worked extremely hard. He gives you everything he's got mm-hmm. on that end. Yeah. And right now, when Richie McKay's just looking for defense, period, like yeah. somebody, like he's going to earn those minutes. Yeah, and he said that he gets that that playing and work ethic from his dad. So it's really, really cool to see that that's paying off. Okay, so Liberty on the road at Central Arkansas. This is a makeup game tonight. Yeah. tonight. Um, Tip-off is at 7 o'clock. You can catch that on ESPN+. And then back home Wednesday, FGCU. It's going to be a busy time, you know, with these makeup games yeah. and stuff. The Flames play Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, and then Tuesday. They won't play in the first round if the standings, if this tournament started today, correct? Correct. They wouldn't play till the quarterfinals, which is March March 3rd. So shifting gears, let's go to yes. the women's side. Let's I go. mean, this team has continued to impress. Big win on Saturday over Stetson. They're just freaking hot right now. <laughs> they are. I mean, that's how I, I don't know how yeah, else to yeah. put it. And Stetson was too. Like Stetson yeah, coming hot, in had won eight in a row. They had just knocked off FGCU two games earlier. So this was the team that had something to prove in the Hatters. They're like, okay, let's show that we're the best team in the East. Let's knock off FGCU. Let's knock off Liberty and say, hey, we've come together and gelled at the right time. But Liberty is just Liberty. Like, lockdown defense again. You look at the stats. Number one in field goal percentage defense. Number one in the nation. Best defensive team, field goal percentage defense. Scoring defense, number five in the nation. Rebound margin, number three. They just don't give you anything at all. Like, you better hit your shots. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's going to be a long day at the office. That's what Liberty did again. You know, my Berkman's great red stat on senior day came out. Yeah, 24 points. She was balling. Um, You wonder where Dee Brown was, little lower body injury. She's going to be fine, everybody. She probably could have gone, but they they held her out. Kennedy Williams is great. Oh, yeah. She's so fun. Just the passion she played. Like, she's like. Oh, I thought you were talking about the the ninja fruit thing. Oh, no, I didn't see that. Oh, have you not seen oh, that? Oh, I missed oh, that one. Was that one? I, I mean, was yeah, that last week? So, I missed that last week. They, like, threw the apple up and, like, would stab the fork in it, and she did a no-look one. I thought you were talking about no. that. But she yeah. was great in the game, too. Yeah, yeah. she's just, like, energy and passion <laughs> and just, like, pounding the floor, and, like, she's a blast to watch. And I think, too, looking forward to future years and as the season continues to progress into the uh, ASUN tournament, Emma Hess, like, the oh, yeah. freshman, she came in and gave you a smooth – what was it? Seven or nine points. Can't remember. It's right in that range. Like dropped a triple, made a nice crossover, found some space. Like she is a sharpshooter. And I think she's going to be a lot of fun to watch moving forward. So yeah, Lady Flames was huge game Thursday. Got to come out. I will say, please pack out Liberty Arena for the ladies. Again, first team in the nation to hit 25 wins. They've absolutely rolling right now. If they beat FGCU and win out against Kennesaw State, they get home court advantage all the way through. Wow. And I get to call the championship That's, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Do it for rep, yeah. people. Please. Also, hey, they're just two spots outside the top 25 in the coaches poll. Nice. Before, like, they have a new poll coming out. They have a chance. This has a chance, Rhett, to be a top 25 Isn't matchup. That crazy? Yeah. On Thursday in the coaches poll. I was talking to Paul Carmony, their SID. I was like, when was the last time they were ranked? He said the last time Liberty was ranked was at the end of the season after the Sweet 16 run. Wow. So, really? So that yeah. was 
when that that was Coach Matera was on that team, right? Yeah, she was. So that like was now she's coaching, like it so has cool. a chance yeah. for them to be ranked again. Right. So it's just unbelievable. Great yeah, so stuff. big big game Thursday against FGCU. Um, really looking forward to that. And it, people do it for Rhett. Like Rhett yeah. needs to call now, this championship. Game I do hear a rumor Liberty. that their stud, if uh, Kirsten Bell, may come back for that game because she's been out, had yeah. a meniscus injury. The uh, the press release on her when she got her was really vague, saying, well, it might be four to six weeks, it may be three months. Yeah. So, I don't know, but I've heard rumors she might be trying to come back for this game against Liberty. But, like you said, FGCU lost against Stetson, so yes, they did. Liberty, how was, was that like a fluke thing or because of their star player being out? Uh, you know what, they they definitely have lost a lot with her. Like, she puts yeah. in an average of like 25 a game, but the Hatter, the Hatters have been playing well, and they're mm-hmm. a team that's really quickly made up of a lot of incoming transfers that have gelled at the right time. Uh, so gotcha. they're still a really good team, and they and they took it to FGCU at FGCU yeah, as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. All right, and then Liberty took them down 65-53 yeah. this past week. Okay, up next for Liberty um, Thursday, like we said, FGCU. But mm. we want to get, you know, Rhett, he's like a Swiss Army knife. Is, it, is that what it's called? Yeah, that's Yeah, it, yeah. where there's like, like you there's do tool, every... many tools yeah. to it, yes. Yeah, so um, and a quick funny story, like... I think when I was really young, I used to call it a Salvation Army knife. <laughs> and people were like, what? Um, yes. I was young, people. It was last yeah. weekend. Um, so <laughs> Rhett does everything around around the this Liberty Athletics campus. Like, I was catching up with him Thursday, Friday of last week, and I'm like, what do you have plans for this weekend? Yada, yada, with your family, all the kids. I have five broadcasts, and, like, the printer's broken. It's, like, <laughs> hot mess situation. Yeah. But, I mean, Rhett does it all. So, lot of hockey this weekend. Yeah. Catch us up. Yeah. Uh, men, 1-1, one, one, lost one. It was uh, Jamestown Jimmy's team from North Dakota, that uh, really good hockey team. Again, they were 11 in the nation, so you split that weekend series. Lady Flames hockey continued to roll. They played the number three team in the nation. What are they ranked right now? They're, Lady Flames are number one undefeated. On okay, the that's right. That's and they right. stomped the number three team 7-1 and Ooh. also 8-2. to two. Like, it was just like, wow. sit down, shut up, we're the best. <laughs> Pretty much. That, that's all they said. Now, got to give props, too, to ladies swimming and diving. Yeah. CCSA champs, once again, they had a, a terrific run over the weekend. They've got a Conference USA thing coming up again this weekend. So, yeah, Lady Flames swimming and diving, tremendous effort by them. And, and they, again, to prove to be uh, a real gem on the East Coast. And then, I mean, we were talking about it after the podcast a couple weeks ago. Sorry we missed you guys last week. It, it's been busy matt was on the road and i was in mexico and yeah, Rhett was, was just here. holding down the <laughs> yeah. fort um so we won't do that to you guys again but we were talking a couple weeks ago after the podcast like we really don't have that many losing teams that we cover right no. now and then you know now we're gearing up for spring we've already touched on baseball softball and their early success um this season but like you have lacrosse getting started yeah. field hockey they were in the national championship game for the first time any liberty squad has ever made it to a national championship game so excited yeah. to see i mean joe bolton was honored as the um, national player of the year right. basically like the women's version of the heisman at the men's basketball game on saturday so we're they're losing a big piece in her but it's just going going to be exciting to see what um nikki parsley blocker can do with this team and, and get them back to that national championship. A game. couple of under the radar teams too to keep an eye on. I wouldn't even say under the radar. I probably shouldn't use that as, as men's and women's tennis. Mm-hmm. They've both been on a roll yeah. lately and they're going to be fighting for an ASUN championship as well. You know, the men last year winning it and then unfortunate fluke and you can't go, but still mm-hmm. they're a really good team again. And the ladies have brought in a lot of talent and I think they're going to be a, a real tough out as well. So you think that these 
like student athletes get together in the calf and they're like, all right, we'll play really, really well and start winning a lot as if we get like a new arena or new indoor no. tennis facility. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But like you get a new facility and then yeah. they're just like hot and no, like <laughs> But it shows you as well the commitment that Liberty Athletics has made Absolutely. to or Liberty University has made to athletics. And when you bring in those facilities, the the recruiting ability of your coaches goes up 120%. And like for football, like you bring a Absolutely. kid in here and they step on campus, how many times do they say yes? Like, I know. Yes. Because as soon the as they see it, they're like, yeah. It really is incredible. Like when you go across the country and look at some of these other facilities of Power 5 programs and then you look at what Liberty has, it, it really mm-hmm. is just mind-blowing. Yeah. Um, and that dedication, you can just tell the level of talent in the recruit is just so, so much higher. And, sure. and I'm I'm sure that the, the coaches are appreciative of that and, and it's reflecting in all this winning. All right. Well, we will be back here next Monday to talk a bunch of ASUN tournament yes. play for basketball. We you know we'll continue with the baseball softball talk. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you back here next week.